0: So this has been the year of rest, and every Sunday we've seen this slide up when we come in. Even if you are a first-time guest, um, there's a slide that says rest um, on it. But there's this slide that has been up that says rest. And it's almost the end of the year. It's November. And some of you may be saying, huh, it's almost over, but I still... Have not found my rest. We know that this scripture says, come to me, you who are weary. God says, come, come to me and I will give you rest. And we want that rest, but do we have time for it? Our yeses have left us too busy. We're actually too busy being busy. Hearing the word rest may make some of you get really anxious and even annoyed and irritated because you're tired. You're so tired at a level that sleep can't address it. You're actually soul tired. Something is off. Something is off in your soul. And I have this clip that I want to show you. I wonder if some of you might see yourselves in this clip. We're
1: very, very busy and we've got a lot to do And we haven't got a minute to explain it all to you For on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, there are people we must see And on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're as busy as can be With our most important meetings and our most important calls Then we have to do so many things and post them on the walls With our most important meetings our most important calls Then we have to do so many things
0: and post them on the walls
1: to hurry to the south, and then we hurry north, and we're talking every minute as we hurry back and forth, and we have to hurry to the east, and then we hurry west, and we're talking every minute, and we don't have time to rest, and we have to do it faster, or it never will be done, and we have no time for listening or anything that's fun. and we have no time for listening or anything that's fun. very, very busy and we've got a lot to do And we haven't got a minute to explain it all to you For on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, there are people we must see And on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're as busy as can be With our most important meetings and our most important calls And we've got to do so many things and post them on the walls With our most important meetings and our most important calls And we have to do so many things and post them on the walls We have to hurry to the left, and then we hurry right. And we're talking every minute as we hurry day and night. And we have to have our lunches that we don't attend to chew. And we have to order many things in grey and maybe blue. But we think supplies are limited, restrictions may apply. So we'll call the operators who are surely standing by. Most important meetings and our most important calls and we have to do so many things and post them on the walls. And the most important meetings and the most important calls and we have to do so many things and post them on the walls. Noo oh, We have to hurry corn and then we hurry here yeah. and we have to hurry everywhere and we go down here and we have to send out messages and we don't <laughs> and we're talking every minute and we really can't relax. And we think there is a reason to be running back and neck, and it must be quite important, but we don't have time to check. check. If to and neck, and we, to check. Yes, we think there is a reason to be running back and neck, and it must be quite important.
0: And if not, well, what the heck? Some of you know that life, I, I love post-it notes. I like keep a big container of post-it notes. I have a lot of things to do. Busy, busy, busy. Put it all up on the wall. Different colors, different sizes, different shapes. Did you know you can get post-it notes and shapes? Anyway, let me stay focused. That makes me excited. But we know that life is all busy and in a few days, We're going to get even busier in this time of year with the holidays. The other day, we needed to find some Thanksgiving plates for a service project, and we went to the grocery store, we went to CVS, and they skipped from Halloween to Christmas. Like, that was really fast. It was really quick, right? So we live in a culture and a society that encourages us to be busy. But what does this cost us? It leads to a life of exhaustion, of irritability, of overachieving and not connecting. But we don't have to damage our souls and our bodies and the people that we love just to get things done, to get what we think has to get done. There is an answer and that answer has been right here before us. And if you don't believe me, let me show you how this answer is so easy. All children who are under the age of 12, please come. Now, uh, let's see here. I don't know if Auntie Kia was so many of you all. Let's see. You're so welcome, TJ. You may go have a seat. All. To give you a lollipop, you gave them a lollipop. But in that scripture, Matthew eleven, if you could, in the scripture Matthew eleven, it says, "Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You will find rest for your souls." Now, the children came because I said, come. They didn't stop and say, well, actually, let me make a plan for, am I going to go right out of the pew? Am I going to go left out of the pew? Should I put my coat on when I go? Maybe I should take my coat off before I go. Should I ask my mom before I go up there? They didn't have all of that in their heads. It said, come. I said, come. And they came. And it was given to them. And that is what God is calling for us to do. To come and he will give us rest. Just come. And so today I want to speak to you about coming closer. We all came this morning. It was raining. So some of you might say, oh, you're preaching to the choir. I'm in the room. I came. But I want you to come closer So let's take a look at a passage of scripture that may be very, very familiar to you. You may have heard it a million times, but I want you to listen today. And it may be your first time hearing this. But as we listen, I want you to think about you being a part of this story. Imagine yourselves in this story. Think about which character you may be in this story. Place yourself in this story. We are going to the book of Luke and we are going to read the story of Mary and Martha. We're going to Luke chapter 10. Oh, I just love it. I see some Bibles opening up. People, that's awesome. Luke chapter 10, 38 through 42. As Jesus and the disciples, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their journey, they came to a village where a woman welcomed Jesus into her home. Her name was Martha, and she had a sister named Mary. Mary sat down attentively before the master, absorbing every revelation he shared, But Martha became exasperated by finishing the numerous household chores in preparation for her guests. So she interrupted Jesus and said, Lord, don't you think it's unfair that my sister left me to do all the work by myself? You should tell her to get up and help me. The Lord answered her, Martha, my beloved Martha, why are you upset and troubled, pulled away by all these many distractions? Are they really that important? Mary has discovered the one thing most important. By choosing to sit at my feet, she is undistracted, and I won't take this privilege from her. So when we see this story there are three main characters. There's Jesus, Martha, and Mary. When we read the story, I'm sure many of us immediately saw ourselves as as Martha. Right? Are there any Marthas? Don't raise your hand you might not want to might not want to tell. <laughs> but There are likely a few Marys in the room, too. And often we want to start by talking about Martha. But today, I want to start by talking about Jesus. And I want to point out some of the characteristics and ways that I came to know Jesus better from this story. One, it says that Jesus and the disciples continued on their journey. Number one, Jesus was in community. Starting right there, from the get-go. He was not traveling alone. Jesus was in community. Two, we have to know that Jesus paid attention because Martha welcomed him, even though they were on their way somewhere. Because we always have somewhere to go, always have something else to do. He paid attention to Martha's invitation and he came into the home. He was not too busy. Three, Jesus wants to share his teachings with us. Mary sat at Jesus' feet as he was teaching. She was learning. Also, Jesus wants to share his teachings with everyone because Mary is a woman and during that time in culture, women were not sitting at the feet of Jesus. The disciples and men were there being taught, but he still allowed Mary to be taught also, Jesus really cares about our concerns. He's never too busy to hear our cry. He didn't laugh at Martha when she came to him. He didn't get angry when she came to him. She interrupted him, but he responded to her with a gentleness, with a tenderness. In my version, it says, it says, Martha, my beloved Martha. And he does this because he recognizes the pain that was behind her complaining and whining. She said one thing, but Jesus knew her heart. Also, Jesus loves her enough and he loves us enough to actually confront our wrong attitudes when we do come to him. She went to him and she says, Lord, don't you think it's unfair? I don't think she went to him and said, oh, my Lord, isn't it unfair? Do you not see my sister? Look at her there. No. I'm sure she was like, excuse me. I know you're talking. Everyone's sitting there. Um, excuse me. If it were me, there would be like a long neck roll and the eye roll, right? Excuse me, can you do something about this? It's unfair. But his response was, my dear Martha, my beloved Martha. Because he understood her pain. And also, I'm not supposed to talk about Martha right now, but (laughs) it's so hard not to talk about Martha. Martha went anyway with her pain, right? She's still, we're gonna come back to that later because I want to talk about her so much, but I'm going to stay on topic. And finally, we notice that Jesus did not give Martha what she wanted, but he gave Martha what she needed. Right? He did not respond and say, Mary, go help your sister. He responds to her and says, why are you upset and troubled and pulled away by all these many distractions? Are they really that important? So this year as we have been focusing on the year of rest, I thought to myself, well, how am I going to come to understand this a little bit more? And I chose to spend the summer reading this book called Present Over Perfect. And within this book, I recommend it, that's why I put it up here, but it's been a great book, and I think it's a great book for both men and women, and if Martha were here today, I would say, Martha, you should read this book to help you with your busyness. Martha, Martha, please read this book. So if you felt like you were a Martha, that book is for you. But in this book called Present Over Perfect, it emphasizes our striving for perfection, We are looking for a perfect holiday, a perfect vacation, a perfect job. And we're going to go, 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 go until we get to this level of perfection. And we will listen to this voice inside of us that says, if I slow down, then I'm really not going to get to my perfection. But being present is actually being still. Being present is actually finding rest. And so my question for you is are you searching for perfection in your lives? When we're searching for perfection, we end up looking like Pigpen over there. Have you all ever seen Snoopy before? So Pigpen, wherever Pigpen goes, there's this dust and dirt that follows him. And so the analogy is that There's this dust and dirt that follows us when we are in a life of busyness, when we are in a life of distraction. There's this dust and dirt that follows us when we have chronic overwork syndrome, when we have chronic busyness, when we are worrying, when we are doubting, when we are in the space of wanting to have control, when we feel like we are not enough. It consumes us. It takes over us. That distraction. So when we look at Martha in the text, Martha starts off with something well-intentioned. She welcomes Jesus into her home. All of the things that we have going on in our lives is not that they're not good things to do. Serving in the church, opening your home for Thanksgiving, volunteering, volunteering, These are things that we need to do. They're important for us to do. But oftentimes, as Martha, we go from the welcome to the work. And so even though Jesus is there in her home and she has said, come in, she ends up being distracted by her heart to serve and just begins to think about all of the things that she needs to do. All of the things that she wants to control, she wants it to look just right. She wants to make sure that everything is in its proper place. And when we do this, it takes us away from Jesus. But Jesus is saying, come closer. Come closer. We have setbacks and struggles in our lives that we think that are unfair. She felt like it was unfair, And when we have these thoughts, they separate us from God because we begin to cling on to those thoughts and then we don't let go. We don't open up our hearts. We don't open up our hands to let Jesus be in control of what's going on in our lives. The other thing about Martha, even in the midst of her wanting things to be perfect that came to me was that Martha still went to Jesus, even with her pain. She went to Jesus with her frustration. And he says, that's fine. He's not looking for us to be perfect before we come to him. He says, that's fine because if you come to me, then I will be your provider. I will fight your battles. I will give you peace. I will give you abundant life. I will be your strong tower. I will remove your fears. I will be your friend. I will lead you beside still waters. He is saying, come to me. Come closer to me. I will take all of your pain. You can stop the hustling and the bustling because I want to carry your load. But oftentimes we are too busy focused on the hustle than allowing God to heal. And when that happens, it's because the pain actually has not become too heavy for you yet. When the pain gets heavy enough, that's when you actually go to God. Her pain got heavy enough. She got frustrated enough, so she chose to go to God. God is saying today to come closer. And it takes courage to go to God. And the courage is not because, hey, you're you're telling him actually something that he already knows. But when you go to him, the fear actually is that he's going to point that very distraction out to you. He's going to point out that pain to you, and he's going to say, here, come, let me fix that pain. Let's work on that thing that's inside of you. So within this moment, um, I want to share with you why I really felt like this was the word to give. This one's not in the notes. Sorry, sweetie. I tried really hard to stick. But this word came to me in September. Bishop asked me to preach in September. And I did a spiritual discipline. You can, no, don't go to the next slide. I did the spiritual discipline. I did the spiritual discipline on Sabbath. And the spiritual discipline on Sabbath said that when we stop and when we rest, it allows us to be loved and us to love others. Oftentimes we're like, oh, I just need to stop so I can feel better. I just need to just stop so I can feel better. but I don't want this word to get lost from us because our internal wrestling is because we're not receiving the love of the Lord. Our internal frustrations are because we're not truly receiving the love that God has for us. And we may say, but I'm here. I'm here. I'm in the building. Yes, you're there, but you're not there. If I asked you right now to write down, what are you really thinking about? You're looking at me. Thanks. But what's in your minds? Because Martha went to Jesus and said one thing. Martha went to Jesus and said, hey, go tell my sister to come and help me because it's not fair. Tell her to help me. That is what we see in the text that she said. But his response was, oh, you're anxious. Oh, you're irritable. Oh, you're distracted. But that's not what she said. And so even as we come into the house of the Lord and we sit here, And we say that we're here and we, and we're worshiping. We're still distracted in our minds and that pain consumes us. And the enemy wants us to be consumed and distracted because when that happens, then you can't sing of the goodness of God because your mind is on something else. Your mind is on the worry. Your mind is on the irritability, but there is freedom There is freedom from that. That is why the word needs to fall into your heart today. Because that irritability does not have to be there. He says, cast your cares on me. So what does this look like? If we go to the next slide, what happens, and this probably happened today in worship, I love this picture, it's an old picture, but I love this picture of me and my husband, that's my husband. Hi, husband. (laughs) But we were at an event and there were like hundreds of other people around and there was a photographer there and the photographer from across the room took this picture of us. We did not pose, we weren't like smile, baby. That is not what happened. But when you, when I look at that picture, I love that picture because we are paying attention. We are enjoying each other. There's life in that picture. There's love in that picture. And what happens is that we can be right here with God. We can say, I'm here, Jesus. Here I am but are we paying attention when we're here? I almost wanted to pull a Dave Chappelle move. (laughs) I know. I went to a Dave Chappelle comedy show. I won't tell when I did that, but I went, some friends invited us and I went. But when I got there, they took my cell phone and put it in a bag. And I was like, I'm not giving him my phone and I still remember, mom was like, give him your phone. I was like, no, I am, they did not tell me they were taking my phone. I am not giving them my phone. Everybody else is dumping the phones in a bag, and I'm still standing there, and our other friends are like, give them the phone. I was like, how can they, I'm just like, no, they cannot have my phone. So this morning, I was like, I wonder if I could get those bags and take their phones. I was, then I was like, maybe I could get buckets and just pass the buckets down and take everybody's phones this morning. But you're not gonna let go of that phone. It's a distraction. Kids, can I take your Nintendo Switch? Can I take your iPad? Can I take your Minecraft away from you? Can I take Fortnite away from you? Ooh. It's a distraction, but how different would that picture be? Had he taken it and one of us was like texting, right? Then that would mean I'm there, but I'm not there because of the distraction. And then if we go to the next picture, there are other reasons why these distractions are important is because we have so many things in our lives. There are a lot of things that we say yes to that are really good things. I can tell you my yeses, right? I can say yes to the marriage ministry. I can say yes to lead worship last Sunday and then yes to preach this Sunday. great, great, And then say yes to lead worship in December. These are all yeses, right? These are yeses. And then yes to go to work. And then yes to have the ministry team over on a Saturday. And then yes to go to the gym an hour before they're coming. It's just, there are many things to say yes to. But what does it cost you? What does it cost your family? Because every yes that you say yes to, you're saying no to something else. You're saying no to love. You're saying no to rest. And I'm not saying to stop anything. But what I am saying is that there's a life that God has given you that is not full of the anxiety that Martha had. There's a life that Jesus is calling us to, the life that when we come closer, that is not going to look at what someone else is doing but to focus on what we're doing. So how do we focus on this? I will share that after I release the Sunday school children. May you all be blessed, and your parents will share some spiritual disciplines with you later this week. And there went the church. It's just. It's a blessing to have so many children in our church. So we can go to the next slide now. So when we think about Martha, we think about not being present, not being in the moment and focusing on perfection. But when I think about Mary, Mary made a choice. Mary made a choice to sit and to listen. How do we do this in our lives with the busy, busy, busy that's all around us? We have to make a choice. And the choice means that there is a life of discipline. In this book, The Spiritual Disciplines, I talk about every time that I speak because I love it. And I wanted to share one spiritual discipline with you today, but I just couldn't help it. I still took two more off. But I want to talk to you about a few disciplines that you may want to practice in your life. One I already spoke about, which is Sabbath. Sabbath is a commandment. He says, stop and have rest. Oh, my word, Jess. And I can't see anymore. I'm so sorry. I need my reading glasses now. I'm getting old. Oh, this is really bad. Tina, I'm 45, girl. I can't see anymore. (laughs) I'm having context. So real. There we go. So Sabbath, Sabbath, he tells us to remember the Sabbath, which really means to stop. He's saying to stop and notice your limits. Don't burn out. He's saying to stop and know that I am in control. We can't stop and take a Sabbath because there are things that we need to get done, right? (laughs) I heard someone say that sometimes we're too busy to stop and get gas even when we know we don't have any gas, but I'm still too busy. Some of us have been there. My sweet children are laughing because we were just there a few weeks ago on the side of the road because we're just going not in my car, but (laughs) but the Lord says he will provide and he provided that gas. Yes, he did. But you can truly know how to take a Sabbath when you've learned to trust the Lord. When you've learned to trust him in all things. Because we don't stop because we don't know what the end is going to be. Therefore, we have to work it out. I can't stop my working because I don't know what it's going to look like. But when we trust the Lord... We can take a Sabbath because he's in control, not us. The other discipline that came to my mind was slowing. This is so countercultural to say that you're going to slow down. We can get preoccupied with what comes next, that we don't experience the now, We don't experience where God is working and what God is doing. We don't slow down enough to pay attention. So some encouragements that I don't know if we're here yet either of letting go is, why don't you actually in the store get in the longest line? That's what practicing this discipline says. Don't go for the short one because you're busy and you got to get to the next place. But choose the longest line because when you choose the longest line, you might actually see a mom who has some kids and you might say, let me pray for her. You know, the kid that's passing out because they wanted the candy, right? And then in in your irritability and busyness, you don't want to hear that. You are like, get me out. But God may ask you to pray or he might ask you to just say, hey, sweet. Right? Or it may be you are in the longest line and you notice that there's an older person who might need for you to pick something up that fell. Drive in the slow lane one day. Whoa, why I I wish I wish I had a camera for that one. (laughs) Y'all were like, woo. It's like y'all did the wave with the neck. Like but I'm serious, that's what's in the book. Still get the book, people, if you don't have the book. Still get the book. But maybe you'll drive in the slower lane. Because these are things that cause us, even in our natural inclination, to want to move and keep going faster, to stop and to slow down, and to be present in the moment. Silence. It's uncomfortable. For many of us, it seems unproductive. You know, in the list with the sticking, like silence was not on the sticky note. I cannot cross, I cannot cross that one off. So why would I do it? I can't cross it off. But when we are silent, it allows us to get in the practice of actually having our brain learn to hear the voice of God. Often we say, I haven't heard God speak. Have you slowed down and been silent? I didn't say listen to a worship song. I didn't even say pray. I just said, be silent. Try fasting from talking. I, I did. I mean, these are, these are in the book that I love. I know y'all keep getting on me with these suggestions, but really it says that it says try fasting from talking. Because often when we think that we're listening, because Martha interrupted Jesus, our listening is really just us waiting till we get to give our response. We're not listening. Even when we're praying, God, let me interrupt the plan that you have. I'm praying for you to fix this, even though you're saying something else to me but I'm not silent enough to hear it, right? There are some things right now I am praying, Lord, change it right now, right now, because I don't want to keep sticking in this. I don't want to keep worrying about this. But if I trust it, God, who knows what it's going to look like in 10 years. But it takes trust. And then let's close with this one. But let's close with welcoming prayer. Welcoming prayer is three movements of letting go and one of acceptance. And so I am going to say this prayer aloud and then I want you all to say welcome Jesus, welcome. Welcome. I release my need to please people in this situation. So we could have told Martha that. Someone could say, Martha, it's okay if you didn't get all the food out. It's all right. Keep going. It's okay. Everyone does not have to see your house clean and perfect. I release my desire for security in this situation. I release my need to control this situation. I receive what is. I let go of my desire to change reality. Imagine praying that prayer. I have that prayer on the wall in my office, in in the office working at the church. See, we need to pray and welcome Jesus in all that we do. We're not exempt just when we're in this building and feel like we don't need to continue to welcome Jesus. We need Jesus in all that we do. So in closing, I'm encouraging us to make a choice, to make a choice and say no to the busyness, to say no to the irritability, to the anxiety, to the fear, and come closer, come closer, come closer. Today I want to help you exchange the clock that you go by and help you find a compass. So let's go to the next slide. If there was a bumper sticker for my life, it would be this. It's just a dot. Because what would happen, what what happens is that we are to always go towards the dot. Jesus is the dot. We're always to go closer. Just keep going closer, keep going closer, keep going closer. And in our lives, we might think that there are some circles around the dot, like these barriers that we have to cross and go through in order to get to the circle. Like if I'm dealing with addictions, then I'm this far away from the circle, right? And we want to like categorize sins, right? If, if, oh well, I still go to church every Sunday, so I'm about, I'm, I'm this close to the dot, right? We put categories on how far and how close we are. None of that matters. None of it matters. Because we are just to stay forward facing, continue going to the dot. Coming closer to Jesus, being with Jesus, communing with Jesus. Because when that happens, we find love. He invites us and his love is perfect. And so in our work, and our busyness, are we good enough? Am I perfect enough? Am I accepted? Am I not? It doesn't matter to him. It does not matter. He says, come. Salvation isn't about what we do. We make it about what we do. We make it about our work. It's only about Jesus. And the closer that we go, the closer that we go, we learn the heart of the Father. And the more that we see the heart of the Father, we see the heart of the world. Our freedom is not for us. When your irritability is gone internally, it just makes more room for you to be able to see what God is doing, to pay attention, to who he may be asking you to welcome into your home, to what he may be asking you to change in your life. He's inviting us to come closer to him, to abide in him, to rest in him, to receive his love, to receive his peace. He's saying come closer, he's saying come closer.